Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code Food Heals. Food Heals Podcast, episode 150. Raw it is really good for you raw because it fights cancer. But if you are going to cook it, you have to chop it up before and leave it chopped for, I think, like 30 minutes or an hour or so. And then you can cook it. And then it's the same thing as eating it raw in terms of cancer fighting benefits. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today we're answering your burning questions, and then we are talking to Marina, who healed herself with a high raw vegan diet. Marina Yane Trainer is a vegan blogger, educator, and recipe creator who promotes a high raw vegan lifestyle. Her mission is to show people how fun and creative it is to add more raw food to your diet. It is fun and creative. I love, I mean, I eat a lot of raw food, so I'm totally on board with this. And But first, we have some listener cues, so we wanted to give you some A's. Let's give, us, let's give them some A's. Yes. So we've been getting a lot of questions lately, so we're trying to incorporate them into the podcast, so we're just going to try to give you some of the answers that you seek, because we are so <laughs> wise. We are. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> this is why we interview wise people, but we do have some answers for you. Uh, we know some stuff. We know a little stuff. Um, so this first question comes from Erin, and she posted this to our Facebook page. She says, hey, ladies, love, love, love your podcast. Thanks, Erin. You're the best. Susie, you talk about vitamin C in one of the podcasts. What brands do you recommend? Yeah, I talk about vitamin C a lot. It's one of the things I really believe in. I feel like if you're going to take one supplement and only one, it should be vitamin C. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, think that you just should take one. You, sh- you shouldn't stop at one. But if you're going to start with one, it should be vitamin C. It helps you in everything in your body, yeah. your immune system, your hair, your skin, your nails, most of your major organs. It's an antioxidant. It helps your body heal. It's just so good for you. I totally agree with Susie, and I love her stories about how basically her grandfather took so much vitamin C that he was super healthy and had no wrinkles. So everyone (laughs) who is trying to get rid of wrinkles with the stupid Botox, which is a neurotoxin that affects your brain, stop doing it, Food Heals Nation. Um, I hope that you're not, but if you are, there are so many alternatives, which we will talk about in another episode. However, I will give my favorite brand, and this was recommended by my holistic doctor years ago, and I feel like it's super effective. Um, it's called Lipospheric Vitamin C. Oh, yeah, that one's interesting. That's fairly new on the vitamin C scene. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess ahead. so, but it's not a um, pill. It's not a powder. Well, okay, so let's talk about this. So vitamin okay. C, so you in vitamin in the vitamin world, yes. 
You have water-soluble vitamins and fat-soluble vitamins. Yes. Water-soluble, you cannot overdose on ever as long as they're natural. Your body will just flush them out because they just are flushed out with water. Yes. Vitamin C is one of those and you cannot overdose on them. The worst thing you could ever do if you take too much vitamin C is you get the runs. It's the worst <laughs> that could happen to yeah. you. And then you know that you've reached your limit. But um, And as, I take a lot and that hasn't happened to me. How much do you take every day? Well, I definitely – it varies. Depends. Yes. It okay. depends on how dedicated I am that day to taking my vitamins and how okay. busy I am. Right. However, the vitamins that I have in pill form that aren't the lipospheric. Yeah, it's a new word. Yeah. What I was saying was the lipospheric has, they've changed it into from water soluble to fat soluble so that the theory is that you absorb it better, that you don't just flush it out of your system. Right. Which is interesting because that's kind of new. Um, but either way, uh, vitamin C is just a, a super nutrient, in my opinion. It just helps with so many things. So um, my favorite brand is Lipospheric Vitamin C. You can just look that up. It's on Amazon. But Susie, what is your favorite brand? I actually take – I've dabbled with a few different ones. Yeah. Um, if I am sick, I take a chewable vitamin C. I just kind of suck on them if I have like a sore throat. Yep. Uh, I usually get the Acerola. It's the mm-hmm. acai berry, but – A-C-E-R-O-L-A. Yeah. Flavored chewable vitamin C. They also have like orange juice flavored vitamin C chewables. Um, what I take on a day-to-day is Solar Ray vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams. And I take anywhere from 3 to 10 of those 1,000 milligrams a day, depending. Uh, Ester C is also a form of vitamin C that's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of different opinions about why ester C is better. Then there's rose hips, which is another extension about absorption. A lot of information in the vitamin C world, which maybe maybe we'll do a whole episode on vitamin C. We absolutely because should. there's a lot more to go into it than just uh, one question. But but my go-to brand is Solar Ray. I like them. Um, I feel like they're very absorbable. And I've just been introduced to the Lipospheric. What I do, and I'm not consistent, so I'm just being honest, but. I have the Health Force Nutritionals, and it's a powder. So I will put that in my dog's food and also in my smoothies. Mm. And then the Lipospheric, you put in water, or some people take it directly out of the packet, but it doesn't taste did that, good. But I did that, and I did it at a shop, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you didn't have to do it that way because it just did not taste good. It doesn't taste good, <laughs> no. But my girlfriend who had breast cancer, swears by it. She takes it every day, and when she gets sick, she, like, triples up on it, and literally, like, the cold is gone. Yeah. My little brother loved uh, vitamin C as a child. We had those chewables. Mm -hmm. He thought those were candy because we had very little candy in the house, and he wasn't sick until the age of five. I am not joking. He didn't have a cold, no childhood diseases. He he, he ate those all the time. He asked for them because he loved the taste. So. And so that's a testimonial for vitamin C between your brother, yourself, your grandfather, and my dog, Charlotte. So we How is are, Charlotte doing? She's doing great. So She looks good. Um, in other countries, intravenous vitamin C is a regular treatment for cancer, just like chemotherapy in the States. Um, however, it's non-toxic, doesn't have any side effects except possibly the runs, as Susie said. But I would take that over the side effects of chemo. And so... Charlotte is being treated, and she looks fantastic. She gets glowing health reports. We've taken her to our regular vet, our holistic vet, and our cardiologist, and everyone says, you know, she's a 10. She's doing great. So we are huge proponents of vitamin C in this family. 
So I hope that answers your question, Aaron. And we also have Derek. And he emailed us and he asked, I've heard that you have to switch up your probiotics from time to time. So what are some of your favorite brands? I uh, actually just started using some Garden of Life probiotics specifically for women. They've now, I don't know the science behind uh, having probiotics specifically for women and men. Right. But I really like their product. Um, You don't have to refrigerate it, which is always great. I don't know what they do to the little probiotic bacteria to make them shelf life stable, but uh, I trust Garden of Life and I feel great on their products. I definitely um, trust Garden of Life as well. I think that's a good one. And I do um, subscribe to the belief of switching up your probiotics from time to time. And the reason is because you can get so many different strains from different types and different brands. And I've heard that as well from my various holistic doctors, my functional medicine doctor. And so the brand that I take right now is from Global Healing Center, and it's called Flora Trex. And it's got 23 strains of probiotics and prebiotics. So one thing I didn't know is that when you take probiotics, you also want prebiotics, which I never knew. So I'm still learning. This is all. So what that means for our listeners is that probiotics are actually in the lower intestine, the large intestine, you have your Mm -hmm. small intestine, your large intestine, and then the prebiotics are higher up in the digestive tract. Mm -hmm. They can't be above the stomach because the stomach kills everything. We have our hydrochloric acid in our stomach. It's meant to kill anything we don't want and mm-hmm. digest things that we want to break down. So it's got to be higher up. I'm not sure if it's in the upper portion of the small intestine, but but they all work in sync. We need right. a bunch of little, it's kind of gross, but a bunch of little pets living in us, little single cell bacteria that help <laughs> help us digest and help keep us healthy. And it's so interesting to me how many people don't know about this. I've encountered clients that um, had major surgeries and major doses of antibiotics and their doctors never once, not once, ever mentioned, hey, after this is done, maybe take a pre and probiotic to help your digestion. And thereafter, after their surgery, had major digestive issues and still were like, oh, you need more antibiotics. It's, it dumbfounded me. I was like, yeah. this is silly. This is really, really silly. You can go to the supplement store, Whole Foods or wherever, get something that will help you right away. Yes. I couldn't agree more. And I also, do you remember the episode that we did with um, Gunnar Lovelace of Thrive Market? Yeah. And what he said was, just like we were just talking about vitamin C and how that can prevent sickness, he said that when he gets sick, he takes a probiotic every hour and it gets rid of his cold. That's right. I forgot about that. And so I do both. So now if I get a cold, if I start getting an inkling of a sore throat or a stuffed up nose, I am vitamin C and probiotics all the way. Like I just do as much as I can possibly stand because I just don't think you can overdose on these things. I don't think you could on pre and probiotics. I mean, that's making me think. I don't, I don't think you could. Yeah. And so like, I what just, could happen? I just want to. <laughs> yeah. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> and so I just want to boost my immune system as much as possible when I feel like, okay, something's happening. Yeah. And so I learned that from him and I've never forgotten it. And then plus that plus vitamin C, plus I do zinc. I do some other things, yep. not just that. Like there's other vitamins I take, but those are the ones I kind of like, I would say overdose on, even though overdose is a poor choice of words. It's more like I take an exorbitant amount of. I know I started. I get passionate compared to who though? And like I talk really compared fast. to the R, the RDA. Ah, oh, I can't remember what it was. It was some pill, some 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 vitamin, and it was like it has like fifty nine percent of your vitamin C, and mm-hmm. it was like fifty milligrams. And I was like, are they freaking joking? Right, right. Fifty milligrams. 
I take like it's nothing 10 times that in a morning just as my <laughs> maintenance level like never mind when I'm sick never mind if I'm trying to mega dose it's it's kind of a joke like you always want to be careful with your oil soluble your fat soluble vitamins but your water solubles your vitamin c yeah, it's a joke like the fact yeah. that they're like 50 milligrams is half of what you need no no yeah. No, so go talk to a nutritionist or a functional medicine doctor or someone that's got your back in terms of how much your body needs of these types of supplements. And don't forget to get them from Whole Foods. So we love supplements because they are quick and easy. You and mean Whole Foods as in Whole Food Foods? Yeah. From Not necessarily the store. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> I didn't mean go to Whole Foods. You, you store. Mean, I mean, you could go to you Whole could. Foods store. But what I mean don't is have to. get them from a food source, like vitamin C, obviously, oranges, or there's so many sources of vitamin C. But at the same time, the reason that you should take supplements or consider supplements is that not all foods are grown in properly mineralized and vitaminized soils. Right. So, so that's why I do both. You should. You want to, and, and two other things that I'm just thinking of, um, mm. I love also Acidopolis pearls. Mm, These yeah. are from a Japanese company where they also don't need to be refrigerated. You can pop them in your purse. They're tiny. Mm-hmm. They're pretty. Uh, and I've also found benefit from them and also bio K, which you do have to refrigerate, but they have vegan and non-vegan versions. Perfect. So, um, and they're also different theories on needing it refrigerated, but those are actually liquid form. They're like a little shot. But they have many different flavors, many different versions, and uh, I think those are also very potent. And another thing, we could go on this forever. We could. We could, we oh could never gosh. shut up. Okay, but here we go. Um, that I recommend for people, especially people on a vegan diet, because what happened to me was I was, uh, when I first went vegan, I was still very tired and I didn't know why. And one of the things that really helped with it, and besides, there is always an emotional component, Food Heals Nation, so don't forget about that work on yourself. But in terms of um, what I was lacking was B12. And so I take a B12 supplement every day. It's a liquid. It tastes like the most delicious juice from childhood. It's a B12 supplement. I put it under my tongue. It's amazing. It's from Global Healing Center as well. And that really helps with my energy levels. So I highly recommend it. And I'll take it before I have to go be in a you know, in a situation where I need a lot of energy, whether it's working out, going to a party, you know, things like that, where I need a lot of energy reserve. I just pop some B12 under my tongue and it really helps. So we'll stop with the supplement train. We could go on forever. I mean, we could We've go on. We've never done a vitamin episode. That's a good point. Yeah. So, okay, it's on the list. Check. We got a really fun product sent to us that we have to talk about. We did. Our friends over at Coco Cocktails sent us a sample, and we're going to do a taste test And to be fair, on air. we actually muscle tested with this yes. right beforehand. Yes. And compared to wine, the Coco Cocktails made our muscle testing results strong. So, so yes. Can you, tell, can you tell our listeners what muscle testing is? Because even Roxy, our beloved producer, was like, yeah, what we, the F? We just blew Roxy's mind, and she won't even face <laughs> the microphone. She's not even looking at us right now, even though she's on mic. Um, What's up, y'all? Hey, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy's just like, what did I get into? <laughs> the reluctant producer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, muscle testing is a physical example of your own body showing what possibly strengthens or possibly weakens your own system. And I know mm-hmm. that's very vague, but the best way I can describe it is if 
and I can only say this to women, I don't think young boys ever played this game, but if you ever played the game light as a feather, stiff as a board as a girl at a sleepover party where yep. one person lays down and everybody puts two fingers underneath this little body and just keep saying light as a feather, stiff as a board. And eventually you guys just lift, the, the, all the girls lift and the, and the person lifts. And you wouldn't think that that would be even possible with two fingers from other little bodies. But I experienced that it works. Allison? Yeah. Did it work? Absolutely. Okay. So that's the power of thought. And you can actually, I did this in massage school. This is where they taught this to us, where you can actually do it one-on-one, where you take one person and another person stands behind them. And you just do a, a kind of simple test where you can t- just li- try to lift them off the ground. And most people can do this as long as they're relatively similar in height and weight and you're not having a really short person lift a really tall person. And then you have the person being lifted, say, heavy as a stone or stiff as a board or something like that. And they all of a sudden, it's really hard to lift them. And then you have them, say, light as a feather or light as a cloud or something like that. And you can lift them immediately. It's a ama- Try this, people. Whoever's not believing me right now, you should try this. Show your kids. They will love it. Um, it was a really fun game as a kid, and it was always amazing. And no one really... We didn't know why it worked. No. We had no idea. No, 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 no. You always maybe have some one person who's done it before, but you didn't know why it worked, and it's it's the power of thought. Now, that is what I'm talking about. This is part of muscle testing. So muscle testing, you can work on thoughts, can work on physical objects, say organic fruit and vegetables versus processed pizza Mm -hmm. versus alcohol versus vitamin supplements. You can physically test to see what things make your body stronger, and the way you do that is you hold an arm out if you have another person to help you. Just hold your arm out straight out from your shoulder and they try to resist you and, or I'm sorry, you try to resist them and they try to push your arm down. So that establishes the baseline. So if Susie holds her arm out, I try to push it down with all my might and I can't because Susie is strong. Right. And if you're giving it an honest go, this is what you're going to experience. And then you can do it, we'll say, with a thought, right? So you have the person resisting, the person holding their arm out say, I am strong. To themselves, they don't even have to say it out loud. And the other person will try to resist them. And you will probably find that unless I, they have something else going on, that they cannot move that arm. I cannot push her arm down. And then you have them say, I am weak. And try it again. And you will find, usually, that that arm will go straight down. And you can try this with other types of thoughts, whatever personalization is appropriate for you. Um, like I said, you can try it with, you can hold objects. So if you have a supplement or a food, you can hold it to your body and you can have someone help muscle test you and see if it affects your system. You can do it with cell phones. We just did it with cell phones. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. It made all of us go weak. So we did it with Garden of Life. We did it with cell phones. We did it with the wine um, just from the grocery store. And then we did it with cocoa cocktails. And surprisingly, or not surprisingly, you know. No, I was surprised but, because you would think anything that has alcohol would make you go weak. Right. But the cocoa cocktails has what does it have on it? It Let's has vitamins can. and minerals. It has, wait, it's, a, it's a good source of vitamin A, C, D, E, B1, and B6. It's electrolyte And it's got charge. electrolytes. Yes, and it's 70% coconut water, and it provides 177 mg, what is that, Susie? Milligrams. Milligrams of potassium. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Food Heals Nation. I don't know a lot. It is gluten-free, paleo-friendly, and made with all natural, non-GMO ingredients. It is vegan. It includes super fruits, Garcinia, Cambogia. I wish you were reading this, damn it. I don't so know. so good. 
I don't know. so good. Mangosteen. And so they sent us their new flavor. It's called Power, and it looks like a pomegranate is on the front. So they came to our Food Heals podcast party, and they demoed the lemon-lime flavor, which was delicious. And they went through all of their products so fast. Oh, absolutely. So now we're going to do a taste test live on air, and we're all going to tell you what we think. It tastes mm. like a fruit juice from childhood. I can't remember which one. I like it. It's very light. It's very light. It's like a Sex in the City cocktail at the bar. It is. It's and you can taste kind of the coconut and a yeah. little bit of the fruit. Not heavy. It's fruity but not too fruity. It's actually very tasty. It's not sweet. It's very drinkable. I could accidentally drink a lot of this. Is what, so what would make your body stronger? So Roxy's going to finish the can. Like, yeah, pardon me. <laughs> so if you're interested, go to CocoCocktail.com. C-O-C-O Cocktail.com. We love Coco Cocktail. It's delicious. It's fun. It's healthy. And I literally can't believe that we muscle tested it. And it was good for all I'm of our blown bodies. Away. I'm still blown away. Yeah. And if you want to know more about muscle testing, there's probably a doctor in your area that does this. I was muscle tested for the first time about 15 years ago in North Carolina by my chiropractor. And he said, uh, dairy, coffee, sugar, and gluten, or some, or wheat, not gluten, wheat, are bad for you by this muscle testing BS in my head. I was like, I don't know what you're doing here, but I'm not. How on earth am I going to give up all these things? Like, I thought it was crazy. Cut to 2017, and I rely on muscle testing for helping me choose my foods. And when I go to my vet, she muscle tests my dog for her supplements and medications. And I'm about to take Obi to a vet that does the same thing. Yes. And this is how we know what is good for us and what is bad for us. And let me just caveat with one thing. If you muscle test bad with something, it doesn't mean it's a bad product. So if someone here had muscle tested bad with um, one of our healthy supplements or something like that, it just means that is not for you. It doesn't mean it's not for everyone, right? So maybe some things are universal. It's like when we did cell phones, they were universally, we couldn't hold our <laughs> muscles. Our body did not want to, you know, and we're all sitting here with cell phones. And, right and that is proof positive. <laughs> right. like when people say, oh, you know, I, I remember reading a book about how... EMFs, which are emitted from cell phones, electromagnetic yes. frequencies affect yes. our bodies and our brains because we're um, we have a biological system that functions on a electrical component, basically, and cell phones interrupt that. It's okay just to be aware of it. it. Doesn't have to freak you out, but just to be aware of it is a step in the right direction. And don't sleep with your cell phone no. in your bedroom. And you're saying no because you think it's obvious. But a lot of no, people don't. I tell why? people all the time. You know I why? Do. Because Oops. I, okay. I I'm actually, learning. I'm learning. She's pointing, and I'm scared. Roxy <laughs> <laughs> is terrified just, right now. Yeah, I, there's too much going on. No, today. I used to. <laughs> really I, facing a lot today. I no. After knowing that, still after knowing that, because I was so addicted to my cell phone, and because I don't even have a home phone anymore, I'd have my my cell phone on my nightstand, and I was like, you know what? This can be in the kitchen. It's okay. It can. And you can still hear your cell phone if it's just in the next room, but the amount of EMFs that are cut off is huge. And I don't know the percentage. I probably should. And I know we are freaking out our producer, Roxy, right now, because before we got <laughs> She on, is ready to run air, away. Yeah, she's going to go. Please, please stay with us, Roxy. Food <laughs> station. Roxy. Is a podcast <laughs> producer available on the market now. So. <laughs> Thanks for all that you did. Because before we went on the air, we muscle tested with her and she was like, what the 
fuck are you guys doing? Okay. And we apologize. We're indoctrinating. No, it was good. It was good. I learned a lot about myself. And I'm going to test it on all my friends. Yes. And it does take time because I feel like when I first learned this, I was like, I'm going to do this to everyone. And it wasn't really working because no one really understood it. And I didn't really understand it. But once you understand it, like as soon as Susie said, Ali, muscle test me, I did it because I knew how. Now, when you're getting started, you might get a false positive or false negative because you're still figuring out how to do it. So watch some videos, read so, about this online. Also, you have to just be completely honest with whoever you're doing with, you know, like. There can't be tr- any truth be told. BS. No, no. But I th- like try a cell phone. Try a cell phone. Put a cell phone in one hand and try to hold up your other f- arm yep. of, against your friend resisting you. I guarantee it will not stay up. So true. True that. All right. So thanks for listening to our little rant about muscle testing and our cocoa cocktails. Which are delicious. Review. They are delicious. <laughs> So thank you so much, Franz. You have made our night with the Cocoa Cocktails. Go to CocoaCocktails.com to find out more. And next up, please listen to our enlightening, inspiring, exciting episode with Marina. Uh, One more thing in case you haven't heard. We have news. Global Healing Center coupon code has changed. So if you are one of our listeners that frequents Global Healing Center, it is no longer Food Heals. It is now Food Heals. 17. We had to change it because someone posted it to a coupon site, which is bad for their business because they only want their coupon codes to go to our loyal listeners like you. That's right. So if you want your 20% off plus free shipping on your supplements. Plus that's a great coupon. It's 20% the best. off? I know. It's the best one anyone's ever given us. Yeah. And their I products love, are worth I it. I love them. Me too. I love them. Me too. Globalhealingcenter.com. Get your supplements, your skincare, your cleanses, food heals, 17. Next up, our interview with Marina. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. Today, we're here with fertility specialist Marina Yane Trainer. Marina began her journey as a result of a powerful healing story in her family and discovered her own body and a new connection to herself in the process. Her brand new course will teach you how to improve your digestion through oil-free, high-raw vegan meals. Marina created Soul in the Raw to inspire people to lead a healthy, plant-based, unprocessed, high-raw vegan lifestyle. Welcome, Marina. Hi, Allison and Susie. So, Marina, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So, uh, my name is Marina, and I created Soul in the Raw. That's my blog. And I am a vegan uh, recipe creator, educator, and blogger, of course. And I teach people basically how to adopt a high raw vegan lifestyle. So that means that most of their calories are going to come from raw food, but they're going to incorporate some whole plant foods that are cooked as well. Okay, I was going to ask what exactly high raw was. So it's more raw than anything else. It's sort of 70% raw, but there's nothing, you know, no no line that I draw on anything strict like that. But it's just including more just living foods and then also some cooked foods. Because when I was 100% raw in the beginning for a few years, I found that it was too strict and it felt limiting. But I still do see a big benefit with raw food. So that's kind of how that came about. That's kind of what happened to me, too, when I tried to go raw. It just wasn't right for me. I needed warm food, especially in the winter. But I'm Mm -hmm. with you of trying to eat a lot more raw food because I think it's super healthy. But what got you started? What what was your journey like? So um, my mom actually was the one to inspire me. And she had more of a 
kind of like a physical health crisis. And my health crisis was more emotional. But when I saw my mom's story, I didn't even realize that I was going to do this. Um, and it was kind of later down the line that I realized that I would. But my mom had IC, which is interstitial cystitis. Have you ever heard of that crazy disease? I have. Okay. So you know that it's basically in the bladder and it's kind of like a UTI or it feels like a UTI, but it's chronic. So people who have had a UTI, they know how painful it is and how much it sucks. So it's basically yeah. like that, but it's all the time. So she had to pee literally every five minutes. That's awful. And it was, yeah, it's such a horrible disease and it affects so many women and men as well. And she had it for eight years. She had a really severe case. Wow. And she, you know, she went to doctors, like so many people on your podcast that go to doctors and they try this pill and that pill and this injection. Like she had these bladder injections into her bladder. Oh, my Ouch. God. Yeah, really crazy. And just in so much pain and nothing really worked until she went into the diet to the raw vegan lifestyle. Watching that for me was really eye opening because I was in my early 20s, and I really didn't care about food like a lot of mm. other people. And I just kind of ate whatever. I mean, food was always a thing in my family, we kind of did care about it. And I remember as a kid that I would have like always fruit for breakfast, and everyone thought I was crazy in America. <laughs> no bacon and eggs for you. Yeah, exactly. And I would come to school and there, and I would just have like these giant bags of fruit. And I remember that my friends were jealous, but I just wanted to get rid of them. So I was like, here, take, take my fruit. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, all, it was always like in the consciousness of my family, but I just never really took it seriously. And I also didn't realize that we can control our destiny and our health through food and really connect with our body and listen to its wisdom. So when I saw that story with my mom, and I literally saw this woman who was bent over in pain, and then now she's, you know, she's hiking and walking and leaving the house and just living a normal life. It was really huge. Wait, I have a question. And I wanted to try. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> That's okay. um, you're, so your mom sought this out on her own, just did it, and then you saw her change? Well, when we used to live in Israel, and we met this woman who told us all about uh, fasting and uh, natural healing and all of those things, and the Shelton kind of protocol, which is like, it's not plant-based, but it is, you know, a lot healthier and less processed. So my mom had that in the back of her mind, and... She actually did a water fast. So wow. she did a 28-day water fast. Oh, my God. Yeah, really crazy. I don't recommend it because she did it on her own. She didn't get any uh, support from the medical field, which I really don't recommend. But she, she just started reading online, basically, about how people heal. And back then, there weren't a lot of other IC uh, natural healing stories. So mm -hmm. she kind of... Yeah, she forged her own way. I, I like your mom. I know. She's badass, even though, yeah, we she don't suggest is. that. that. That is a really long water fast. I mean, yeah. you have to do it under the supervision of some sort yeah. of, you know, nutritional. Absolutely. I agree. It was really scary. I was actually with her and she had a fever and it was the scariest thing ever. I thought she was going to die or something, you know. 
but uh, it worked. <laughs> you know, and I do want to say one thing about water fasting, which I have not done yet. But about eight or nine years ago, I was still getting into this movement and I wasn't quite there yet, but I was interested in cleansing and things like that. Um, and my client was on a water fast and we were editing together. And I was like, um, I have to pause to take lunch. Like, is that OK? Sorry that you only drink water. You know, <laughs> like, what the hell? But um, she was over 50 and I had no idea. I thought she was like 30. And then wow. at the end of the edit session, after about a week, we got a little bit more into it. I think I asked her, like, what's this water fasting really about? And she was like, I do it, I don't remember, three to four times a year for a couple of weeks. So two to three weeks, I believe. This woman was stunning. She was a gorgeous black woman with long curly hair, beautiful, bold, bright eyes, like white, white you know, in the corners. And then she was just stunning and glowing. She was sparkling. And she was like, how old do you think I am? And I think I said like 30 or something. She's like, honey, I'm well over 50. And I was like, oh my God. So I've always thought there, there was something to that. There is something to that. I remember watching a documentary. It was basically eating a little bit less of the caloric intake than we think we should. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't. Caloric deficit. Yeah. There you go. What is it? Caloric, caloric deficit. De caloric deficit. Thank you. Yeah. That's what it was called. And they interviewed various people that did it. One was like a yogi guy um, of East Indian uh, ethnicity. And he was running. He was like the first one to run a marathon over the, the age of 100 years old. He was running his first marathon. Mm -hmm. There's people studying it. And they showed that eating just a little bit less, not overeating, eating a little bit less, the caloric deficit actually helped your body heal and repair and stay younger. I think it's a similar concept of the intermittent fasting, which also mm -hmm. forces you to eat less calories. Yes. There were different people that did different things. So some people did it on a daily basis where they ate child-sized portions mm -hmm. or smaller portions than, say, you would get at normal restaurants. Or some would do one day a week. Uh -huh. Or some would do periodically, you know, a week at a time or days at a time. I mean, I feel like that's what I do. Once a week, if I'm not uber busy or traveling, I try to do a juice and sometimes smoothie fast for one day. Mm. I don't make yeah. it every week because I do do a lot of travel and sometimes my schedule won't permit it. But it does make me feel better during the week. But now I feel like I got to step up my game, man. <laughs> you got to try I this. Think it, it makes total sense because it's basically just leaving space for your body to naturally heal. Yeah. which is what it's meant to do. But when we eat, it's really busy with digestion. It's so true. As we talked about before, I, when I discovered the science behind this, I was like, oh, that makes sense because it takes almost as much energy to digest food as you get from it. Mm. And yeah. when you're digesting, yeah. it's such you don't think it, it's such a busy process, but it really is. Yeah. And your body can't heal. It's too busy. Right. But, you know, at the same time, it does really stress out your body. So I've actually seen friends and I've seen my mom, too, get really sick when they're fasting. I had a friend who was suffering for a whole year after her fast with water retention and just all these things in her body. And I was considering doing it, too. But when I saw these things, I just realized that it is great for people who are really in a health crisis, like my mom was, in, and in certain cases. And there's also a center up north in California, True North, and mm -hmm. they do these water fasts, you know, supervised water fasts. But I think that actually, as I continue on the plant-based 
uh, lifestyle, I realized that for me personally, uh, with emotional trauma, which is what I want to deal with, you know, what I want to improve and heal with diet, I need to do the least amount of cortisol stress inducing activities uh, with my body. So there is also a stress side to it. Absolutely. And so let's go back to your story because I know Susie and I tend yes, we to diverted go on you. tangent. <laughs> um, I want to know more about the what you're talking about. And if you're not comfortable sharing it with us, that's okay too. Um, oh, I'm you're... absolutely comfortable. I actually okay. just released a YouTube video with a whole story. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's To be honest, whenever I talk about it, I definitely feel the effects of it um, after, you know, but... I just find it so important to share this story that I still do it. So when I was in high school, it's it's I actually think that my mom's physical uh, illness has to do with my trauma because it impacted her so much. And it started around the same time. But this is just a hypothesis. I just know that that physical illness definitely has to do with emotional trauma as well. I so agree. that's why I connect them. But when I was in high school, I was sexually assaulted by my boyfriend and he was a big part of my family. So my parents knew him and Mm. it was a big trauma for the whole family because they kind of also felt betrayed, you know, and they felt like they didn't protect me. He was older than I was. I was 15 and he was 18. And it was, of course, very traumatic and really impacted my body. And I come from a Russian Ukrainian family. Mm-hmm. So we we kind of don't really believe in emotion. I mean, <laughs> we believe that we have to wake up in the morning and, you know, do our thing and go and work. And there's no such thing as crying or uh, being depressed. And my parents didn't really understand what was going on with me when all of this was happening. It was really confusing to them. And they thought maybe it's like, teenage issues, you know, how many teenagers just get depressed or just have trouble growing up. And that's what they thought about me. But actually, I was going through a lot of trauma, of course, as a result of all of it. So it really impacted my body physically and emotionally because I had PTSD, which I still struggle with, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. So I know that a lot of uh, veterans also have PTSD. Um, For me as a sexual assault survivor, the way that I feel it the most is just being disconnected from my body. So even really simple things like hunger cues for people were really difficult to understand. Like I just was not connected to myself because it's just kind of wanting to run away from what happened to your body. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, you just completely disconnect from yourself. So that is kind of how I felt. And the amazing thing is when I saw my mom healing herself, I guess something in my mind was like, I also want to heal myself, you know, connect to my body and really start listening to the messages that it has. And I really wanted that so much. I knew how amazing it is to feel like comfortable in your body and to be able to listen to yourself, which is what I didn't have. Gradually, I realized that was my thing with diet and not just the physical aspect of it. So this was almost like a way to nourish yourself back past your trauma or through your trauma. Yeah. To, yeah. To connect with your body. Yeah. And mm-hmm. 
The trauma also has physical symptoms, which for me was digestion. It's a big one. Mm -hmm. It's I don't know if it has to do with just digesting the past or also the stress hormone cortisol when you're constantly in a stressed out state, which is what PTSD is. It's being always afraid in the back of your mind Mm. and having difficult dreams and just really not trusting life, not seeing positive things in life, even though I'm a very positive person. But as a result of the story, I just became very negative and I was confused why, but that's why um, all that cortisol really affects your body and just messes everything up. And for me, it was digestion. It was so bad. I literally thought I was having a heart attack sometimes. Mm. Well, when we're stressed or we have any sort of trauma or generalized stress, that's the first place that gets affected. That's why this. That's why people have so many digestive issues. That's the mm-hmm. first, like I said, like, uh, and that's why not eating or fasting or reducing calories can help your body heal. But that's the first place it always goes. Yeah, but in my case, I feel like if I put more stress on myself, also emotionally, like food at first, when I went raw, I was really excited because I thought it was such a healing diet. There was also a part of it that was really um, stressful for me and kind of felt restricting. Mm -hmm. And I never wanted to restrict myself in any way. So that's why I um, incorporated more cooked food in my diet. And I feel very balanced now. So that's really good. And how did you figure out the kind of the combination or the way to eat and how much raw versus cooked that you needed? During the day when you want to be really energetic, I realized that raw food is extremely energizing. Mm -hmm. During the time when I was totally raw and I would eat something cooked, I felt immediately that I was less energetic. Um, But thankfully, I'm a very energetic person in general, so I don't feel like I need the food to help me, you know, just 24 seven in that sense. But I found that during the day when I want to accomplish things, like when I was working in an office and I would see people eat their lunch and just almost fall asleep. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? I'm sure Um, I was ready to run a marathon or something because of the food. The food was just really easy to digest. So Uh, During the day, it's perfect. And I'm also really busy with work and everything. I don't even think about food. And then at night, I kind of feel like I need something more grounding and something that will help me fall asleep better. And I've actually been sleeping so well. So I'm really happy about that. So a cooked vegan meal at night is just the perfect thing for me. That sounds really good. And so you guys, there was a study recently that I read and it was for salespeople and it was about the most productive hours, office hours. And it was something about the least productive office hours were after 12.30 to like 2.30 and it's because people got so exhausted after eating, right? Mm, and I yep. just thought that was really interesting. And they said also, if you were making sales calls, which I don't think any of us do, but if anyone listening here makes sales calls or any types of calls, business calls, Don't make them after lunch because people are the least receptive to hear what Mm. you're trying to say or sell or whatever because they're so tired because they're not eating well in most cases. Unless they're super nutrition people like we are, they're not eating well. They're eating whatever they can shove in their body, you know, or whatever the corner cafe has or sometimes McDonald's or something like that, you know. I literally shudder 
when I think about McDonald's. I just saw the movie, by the way. I just watched the Ray Kroc movie. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, I have like a autonomic response now where I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. I mean, it's, it's gross. gross. It's not real food. Nope. No. And I'm so grateful that my mom showed that to me at such a young age, you know, because it's so easy to just go through life eating that way. And I, I just read that three percent of Americans get enough fiber. Three percent. That's bad. It's not only us, though. Like I saw actually there was a couple of like expose documentary type style shows where now the Middle East, especially like Saudi Arabia, Dubai, they're now importing all of these fast food restaurants. Take Saudi Arabia as an example. They don't have anywhere to go for people to socialize like clubs, movies, Mm -hmm. dance clubs don't exist. Can't have them. Where can you go? KFC. Oh my god! Or McDonald's, and and they love it because They're gathering place. Yeah, and they even have they still have like separate areas for men and women, men and women, or like there's a family section where the women can sit, but then the men have their own section. But even still, it's still like the most that they have, and they also order in like they had like a Domino's in Saudi Arabia, oh and they say that people order like four times a week. Wow! And they're having an explosive obesity, diabetes, heart disease epidemic. I can imagine. Like worse than us because they're shifting so fast. Yeah, you know, I actually, I lived in Jerusalem for five years recently. Mm-hmm. And the food is so much healthier. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's still a lot of meat. But in general, Middle Eastern original food is just... I think all of the traditional cultures, it's very little animal protein and a lot of veggies. Like mm-hmm. You'll never see really a table for dinner with not a lot of vegetables. But now with all these fast food places infiltrating, it's like all the migration studies they do where they take people who used to live, say, in Japan, and then they move to America. Mm-hmm. And they have the same genes, but they just turn into such sick people uh, because they're eating this food. Well, I have good news for Canadians. Um, They are opening their second vegan fast food restaurant. It's called Globally Local, and it's in Ontario. And the second one's opening in June, and this one will be the first ever vegan 24-hour drive-thru. I just saw that on Facebook. That's so funny. I know. It was on Veg News, so it was on Facebook today. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I was like, ooh, where? Because I saw the headline. It was like, first vegan 24-hour drive-thru. And I was like, it's got to be in L.A. No, it's okay. <laughs> So lucky Canadians. It's coming. Hopefully it's coming. it's coming here. They're more progressive than we are. Do you have a vegan drive-thru? Because we have one in San Diego, Plant Power. Ooh, I don't think so. Don't not think that so. I know of. There's not any drive throughs though. Like, I guess, like, there's some fast food drive throughs but even there's a Taco Bell down the street from here, and it doesn't have a drive through Interesting. Yeah. Where? On Beverly. Oh, no, it doesn't. You're uh-uh. right. <laughs> don't ask how I know that, but they do have a late-night <laughs> vegan menu, and I have tried it. It wasn't good. Sorry, Taco Bell. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. Sorry to burst your bubble. But if you go to Taco Bell, you're supposed to say vegan al fresco. And then they make you something. And I think I had some beans and lettuce and it was awful. Ew. I know. They need to learn how to make good you know, vegan food. You know, the, the good point about all of this, though, is it is changing and it can change. Like, I feel like companies at large are now, because of social media because and Yelp and, and things demand. like this. And demand. And, well, people mm-hmm. speaking out and going, this is disgusting. And why would you want to eat this? Or things like United. Like, how dare you treat people like this? Like, it is. They are responding. Whereas before, they, I wanna, yeah. they didn't have to. Right. But I feel like social media is changing that. 
No. Slowly, but it is changing it. It's such a good point because, like, the United flight thing, no one would have ever known what happened without that video. It would have nope. been a few people's word against the airlines, and no one would have known yeah. how ridiculous And then it went viral. Yeah. And immediately the CEO was apologizing and changing things, and it's good and bad in a way, but, like, in that case, it's definitely good. For sure. Yeah. I love that aspect of social media, and I think veganism definitely exploded because of you know, all the influencers on YouTube and just Instagram just telling their story and how they live and it became cool. So I am sure that it influences the number of vegans in the world. I know. I'm just worried because it's just like anything else. Like when you say fat is bad, then everything becomes fat free, but it's not good for you. And then everyone says gluten is bad. So everything is gluten free, but it's still not good for you. They're just replacing it with other shit, you know, mm-hmm. ingredients. So I'm worried vegans going the same way. So it's again, say it's not about being vegan or being gluten free. It's about eating whole non-processed quality, food. quality, delicious, good for you food full of nutrients and vitamins, you know, because you could eat a freaking a lot of Oreos and chips that are vegan. I don't know if they're gluten free, but they're not good no. for you. And what is in that frosting? Yellow number five? You know, it's just Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. All right. So, Marina, <laughs> tell us about Soul in the Raw. Kind of my goal was to work with vegans who are not eating very healthy. And, of course, also help those that want to be vegan. But um, just really working with people to help them see how delicious this food is because that is what excites me the most. And I always tell people when I lecture and stuff that I could never eat this way if it wasn't good, if it wasn't flavorful, because I am a food fanatic. I've always loved food and I like food that has just a lot of spices and flavor. And uh, I grew up with two grandmas. One was really healthy and just made like the most disgusting, boring food. (laughs) And one was just making everything drenched in oil and salt and all these things. I just really wanted to do something that has both elements that is really delicious and really, really healthy and just as unprocessed as possible. That's my goal to make food not be processed. So just like you said, veganism can mean, you know, total junk food. And I absolutely love and respect and belong to the ethical vegans and doing it for the animals. I love that. I also think it keeps you vegan for a long time. However, if you're an unhealthy vegan, that is a problem because, you know, like you said, it can be a fad and you can say, oh, well, it's not working out. I have all these deficiencies. I can't do it anymore. So my goal is really to help people do this in a sane way, a delicious way, flavorful and really, really healthy and to break the stigma that healthy can't be really delicious. Absolutely. Well, we couldn't agree more. So how if someone listening is having trouble with digesting, um, which we know is a big problem, you may not have developed any kind of disease or autoimmune condition yet or anything like that. And I don't want to say yet, but just in general. Um, But a lot of people have poor digestion. And yes, it can be an emotional response. It can be a stress response. It can be a food response. So what advice would you give someone just to help improve their digestion? Um, Even if it is an emotional response, I think food can really help anyone support their body better, which is what I do. And 
Number one thing that people don't think about that is a big thing of mine because it literally changed my life when I stopped eating this one thing and all these amazing uh, plant-based documentaries and books, so many of them don't really talk about it because it's kind of like the next step, Mm -hmm. but it's oil. Um, So I used to eat a ton of oil um, because... Most of the raw vegan movement that I encountered when I started said that it's fine and it's healthy and, you know, just using it in things like salad dressings. And if you ever cook, then use coconut oil because it's okay to heat and things like that. And I don't even remember how, but I encountered the idea that oil is a processed food. And I was really shocked because the I forks totally over thought. knives guys are are very all about this plant purination and the books and the follow up documentaries and then in their talks and their YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember seeing it like some of the documentaries, you know, that don't really talk about it, which I understand because I think somebody who's just trying to get healthy, it's maybe scary or intimidating to do it but that's what I like to teach because that is a major shift that I took on is to take out the oil from my diet and it really helped my digestion and I think the reason for that is that well number one it's processed and your body's like what like who what are you putting inside of me um it's a hundred percent fat which is really heavy so it's kind of harder to digest and um, another thing is I'm not against fat at all. I think we should be eating whole plant fats. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I say is to, in every meal that, that you're eating, you can just put a little bit of fat in it. So don't make fat the main part of your meal. Make carbs the main part of your meal. Those are a lot easier to digest, especially fruit. So for anyone struggling with digestion, as much fruit and greens as possible And you can start your day with a smoothie and even your second meal can be just a mono meal, as simple as you can. And you can always add a tiny bit of fat to those. So like, let's say a tablespoon or two of chia seeds or flax seeds, but don't make it like a cashew cheesecake, you know, will be your your main meal because that's really heavy. And also just eating as much fiber as you can, of course, which in plant foods, that's easy and fun to do. And yeah, so eat simple. I'm kind of summarizing what I just said is eat simple, eat lots of carbs and fruit and greens. Um, And then also take care of your gut bacteria. So I think Mm -hmm. that's really big too. And not necessarily taking probiotics, but just being smart about eating foods that have lots of prebiotics, which I just thought of a really bad joke. If a vegan takes pre or probiotics, are you not going vegan? Because those are bacteria. Those are animals. That's true. <laughs> it's a bad joke. They're not sentient beings, right? They don't count as Yeah, them. no, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, but then they don't die either. They're kind of living with you. Yeah. They're exactly. like pets. Oh, my God. <laughs> you could go down such pets. a rabbit hole. <laughs> Wait, so I'm, not, I'm, if we kill parasites pet. in our body, we're not vegan either. Totally. <laughs> Killing. You're killing animals. Well, then I will never call myself a vegan again because I want those parasites dead. <laughs> um, I have a question. How is oil processed? I thought it was just squished. So I consider a processed food anything 
that you take part of it and throw it away. So when you're making the oil, when you're producing it, you're basically throwing out all of the fiber and so you're left with 100% fat. So out of the three macronutrients that we have, which is protein, carbs, and fats, we only have fat left over. And the interesting thing about fiber is that fiber is attached to a lot of nutrients. So it's not only that you're getting rid of fiber, you're also getting rid of a lot of different nutrients. So what I like to do with my students is I show them a comparison of a bottle of coconut oil and then a, you know, a box of coconut flakes. And there's a big difference with the labels because you can see like 100 calories, let's say, and 100 calories from fat in the oil. And then the other one will be a little less from fat and it'll also have the fiber and the protein and the carbs. And then if you look at the nutrients like calcium, iron, and all those, the oil is, I think, zero pretty much for everything or maybe very little. And the flakes actually have the nutrition. So that is how I distinguish a processed food, basically. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've tried both. I've tried like keto, which is high fat, high oil, mm -hmm. and I've tried no oil. And I was hoping that one of those two would be like, ah, you know, like, yeah, neither one of them for me personally changed my life. I didn't really change anything about my body or my personal, not that I have a lot of health issues, but like my personal digestion with either one. And I was a little disappointed, to be honest, because I was like, I want one of these to be the answer. <laughs> I want know? an extreme and I want it now. Yeah. And so it's just interesting. So my jury, for me, the jury's still out on oil because I know people that swear by keto and that is like their life. And I know people, all the forks over knife, knife guys, they go on speaking tours and everything like that. And they are oil free to the bone. Mm -hmm. And right. so, I mean, for me, neither one of them was effective. So I'd say for anyone listening, give them both a try and see what's the best for your body because we're all different. Obviously, Marina, you know what works for you and everyone has to figure out on their own, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, also you can do keto without oil. You can just eat a lot of fats. Okay. Which is, I, I just really like looking at the research. I'm obsessed with mm -hmm. Dr. Gregor, I admit. I do um, like him. How not to die. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm not sure actually if he published this, but I just recently saw research about a high fat. Maybe it's Dr. Furman because he also... Um, really talks about the nuts and seeds and how healthy they are. Mm -hmm. And he advocates a higher fat plant-based diet, but just not with oil. So eating Got a it. ton of nuts and seeds and avocado and coconut and all of that, um, but just not including oil. So, and Dr. Greger um, had this video, not just him. I just saw a bunch of research about how oil is linked to heart disease, um, just like um, eating animal protein. So that was, you know, that was like eye opening for me. So that's kind of the reason that I advocate that. And yeah, I guess, you know, some people are healthier to the point where they don't really feel huge differences when they eat a certain way, which is kind of a lucky thing, I would say. <laughs> so I think you're lucky for not feeling the difference. And let me also just state that 
I was only having coconut oil and maybe a little bit of olive oil. So it's not like I was going oil crazy. Like I don't eat oily bathing foods. in it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I, I don't I'm not big on a lot of foods that are cooked in oil or anything like that. So if an average American gave up their daily intake of oil, I guarantee you they would feel a lot better. Yeah, I'm but sure. But if I don't know. If I don't know about that. For me, any extreme, like when I hear keto and I when I I know ketoacidosis is actually something that you know, you have to monitor it really carefully. It's not it's it can be dangerous yeah right Mm -hmm. so for me for my body any extreme has never worked Mm -hmm. I go I do not function well on it it's always about balance it's always about balance for me I totally agree yeah Mm -hmm. I just like to try these things so we can talk about them yeah (laughs) it's always fun to experiment on yourself well (laughs) you never know what's going to work you know like I um at times have done raw food for like a week um as a cleanse like I'll buy um Mm -hmm. from a service yep and the first time I did it, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work out for me. Let's let's see. I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. I had so much energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their whole philosophy. And because some of this food was like mimicking dishes that I already knew, like a Mexican pizza or like mm-hmm. um, wasn't just just salad. It was like real dishes recreated with dehydrated nut breads and things like that, mm-hmm. um, sauces and that I just didn't have the capacity to make. So I had this service do it, and I found that I wasn't even finishing. They encourage you to eat as much as you wanted to, which for any woman on the planet is like, like, what? That is amazing. I can eat all. I can have double. And I found I couldn't even finish it because I felt satiated Mm -hmm. because there was so much nutrition and so much energy. So, And that's really the key. Yeah. How much nutrition are you getting in with 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 the meals you're eating? Yeah. Is it devoid of nutrition? It's true. It's so delicious. I. It's the most delicious food. It was surprisingly. I was like, this is really good. Yeah, but also some foods when you cook them, they have more nutrition. So I like that is true. Attention to that. That is true. Unlocking the nutrition. So what are some examples? Tomatoes. Like tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes is a big one, and then. Uh, I was surprised to find out that broccoli, it is really good for you raw because it fights cancer. But Mm -hmm. if you are going to cook it, you have to chop it up before and leave it chopped for, I think, like 30 minutes or an hour or so. And then you can cook it. And then it's the same thing as eating it raw in terms of cancer fighting benefits. Do you know why? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why that is? Yeah. Oh, it's it's very sciencey, but there's basically like an enzyme that's activated when it's raw or when it's chopped. Interesting. I'll yeah. have to try that because I make cooked broccoli all the time, like on a regular basis. So you got to chop it. I got to chop it. And next set time. it aside. That's fine. Yeah, and exactly. coo to it and sing to it and then cook it. <laughs> <laughs> Give it lots of love, infuse love into it. Or you the can food. totally cheat and buy like pre cut. Mm-hmm. So it's been cut for a long time. Yeah, and I have done that, please. There you go. What? (laughs) Blasphemy. I always take the easy way out. I am not a chef. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you just have to. I came across these really great... Actually, I'm I'm lying. That's a lie. I didn't come across them. My mother-in-law gave them to me. (laughs) These bags of frozen... It was like frozen kale and berries for smoothies that were already together. So all you do is open the bag, put it in your blender... Your Vitamix, whatever, add whatever else you want. It was so easy. Sounds good to me. I'm in. Where do yeah. I sign up? I don't know. She just had extra and she's like, take these. I was like, they have a- it at Costco. Oh, there you go. Are they organic? Yeah. 
This is, I think this is a, my new thing. I must have this. It's, it's, a, it's great. spinach, spinach, kale, and berries. And yeah. then, yeah, you just throw it in the blender. It's amazing. I mean, I make a smoothie every day, but then I'm always like, how much do I buy it to make it not go bad? And like, am I traveling? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I never buy the perfect amount. But then I always, I'll grind it up for the dogs if it's about to go bad or if I'm about to go out of town. So. Oh, lucky for you to have him. <laughs> <laughs> At least my greens I do. I just throw it in a blender with some water and I mix it with their food. They love it. They love mm-hmm. it. I don't give them a lot of fruit though, but lots of vegetables. They don't need fruit. No. Actually, some dogs really love it though. Jackson will eat blueberries. Dogs make their own vitamin C. Our listeners n- l- know how I love vitamin C. <laughs> dogs make their own. How? Wow. I, it, I, 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 will, I will get back to you on that one <laughs> and I will report. I actually wanted to add just one more thing to the digestion tips, which I forgot to say. Inflammation is a big one. So um, if you have uh, inflammation issues, you will have bad digestion and also causes so many other different diseases. So the easiest thing in the world, which I start doing every single day, is just to add a quarter teaspoon of turmeric and a pinch of black pepper to your day. So I put that in, in my smoothie, in my dinner, like honestly in anything, even in my oatmeal. Um, and you can't really tell the flavor too much. And it's just really powerful against inflammation. So that really helps as well. You know, anything to fight inflammation. Inflammation is the number one cause of getting sick, of getting a disease. And so we always want to fight inflammation and eat an anti-inflammatory diet as much as possible. So I really appreciate that tip. Yeah. And it's so simple. All right. Well, Marina, where can everyone find you online, stalk you on Instagram, get access to your eBooks, your recipes, all that good stuff. So my blog is soulintheraw.com and on there you'll find I have an online course. Right now it's closed, but the wait list is open so you can enroll and the online course teaches you all about how to eat an oil-free, flavorful and easy vegan diet. And on Instagram, I'm at soulintheraw as well. Very exciting. Thank you so much. Can you leave us with a tweetable? Food is the gateway to healing the soul. Love it. So tweet it to us at Food Heals Nation. Tweet it to Marina at Soul in the Raw. Use the hashtag Food Heals Podcast so we can see your post. Thank you again so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening, Food Heals Nation. Join our mailing list to get 20% off upcoming classes by going to foodhealsvip.com. Yep, that's right. We're going to teach you about wellness, entrepreneurship, and spirituality. So join the email list to stay in the loop. Stay in the loop. Our first class will be Podcast Greenlight, where we will teach you how to market and monetize your health wellness or spirituality podcast and you'll also find out how to join our club where you can get premium podcasts from us allison and Susie, with never before heard interviews on the food heals podcast yes and make sure to join our food heals nation facebook group at foodhealsgroup.com where you can connect with us meet other food heals nation listeners ask questions add value and of course promote your health and wellness brand we can't wait to meet you you can find all of our social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Food Heals Nation. And follow my personal adventures on Instagram at Allison Melody TV. And for all the show notes from today's show, go to foodhealsnation.com. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately.